0: Okay, so welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed. Uh, You know, you could be doing so many other things, but the fact that you came and listened, took time out to listen today, tells me that the Holy Spirit sent you. It's not even just by happenstance. I, I don't believe in that. But I do believe the Holy Spirit sent you for... The purpose of me getting this message out for the purpose of you listening and the purpose for us both being into agreement today. Oh, hallelujah. Being into agreement today that the body of Christ is so much better because two people are in agreement and we are spreading the word of the Lord globally in Jesus mighty name. So thank you. I just had to get that prayer out. Oh, my gosh. Uh, needless to say, I'm in a wonderful mood uh because I love doing this. I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing right now. I mean, honestly, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing but sitting here talking to you about thus says the Lord, the word of God, the impact of the Holy Spirit on my life and the body of Christ and whatever I can do to open up my mouth and let the Holy Spirit use it. I love doing it. So welcome again. <laughs> you know, I've got to be honest with you. This whole segment on faith and love. Uh, The enemy loved the fact that I was doing this because he opened up a door of just... I mean, I'm talking about a charade of distractions. I'm not going to say a task. You don't need me to say that. You already know the enemy tries to do that. And he I don't care what the enemy tries to do. He will never stop me from doing this. But the distractions, I've been trying to get this message out for two weeks. So finally, I think I'm bursting over. It's like my cup is running over. Oh, it's running over with so many things I have to say to you about faith and love. So this is going to be a good one. I hope you got your favorite snack. I hope you got your favorite tea, coffee, whatever you drink, because this is going to be a great conversation. I'm going to start out now. I think I ended with faith and love session one or session two, but this is is the third session, right? It's interesting because I always think I've done more when I haven't. So (laughs) maybe in my mind, I'm thinking I'm doing more and I haven't done more, right? But it's going to be more today. So... I want to continue on faith and love. Uh, This is session three. And I just want to have a conversation with you um, coming from 1 John. this matter of fact, the next several sessions is going to come from 1 John. Because this is an enlightenment of how love conquers all. Love conquers all. And, you know, no matter what happens in my life, no matter what happens in every story in the Bible, I cannot think about how faith and love was not in that story. And obviously, Jesus was the most important part of every story. Even in the Old Testament, we see Jesus in every single story. But then, in Jesus, we see that faith and love. Now, the only way we can see the faith and love is the power of the Holy Spirit. He opens up our eyes. Not just pray today and believe the Lord is going to open up your eyes so that you can see what he has for you when it comes to faith and love. Now, how I've come to this point is... The Holy Spirit, number one, told me to talk about this. But number two is, the Lord has always said to me, I want you to learn love. When you're walking in me, you know me. You know me. So I've been seeking to know the Lord literally uh, more deeply so the last couple of years Um, I don't know what I was thinking about before then. (laughs) I think it was just a matter of uh, working and, you know, trying to get my faith to new levels. But truly seeking the Lord is when we really find out what love truly means and how he has us walking in love and how the essence of him is love. And how if we are in him and when we are in him, we cannot walk outside of love. It's just impossible. Because if you're walking outside of love, you're not walking in him. All right, now we're gonna start proving this to you. Um, you have to forgive my cynicism. I am just in a really, really good mood, and I'm just so happy. I took time out to do this today. I when I tell you that everything has happened under the sun that can keep me from doing this, uh, the things that have tried. And so the enemy says, "Okay, if you're not feeling love right now, how are you gonna do a message about love?" Okay, devil, the devil is a lie. He always have been a lie. He's a murderer and a cheat. So remember that. Remember that. Um, I feel so full of love right now. I could just reach out and hug you and kiss you, no matter who you are. Okay, so let's go. First John, uh, we're gonna go the first John, right? This is the NIV version. First chapter. I'm gonna start from the fifth verse right now. These messages, when I tell you the ministry of the Holy Spirit is in this message, it starts out by saying this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. And we do not want to lie, right? We lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. I want to I'm going to stop right there. I stopped at verse 7. But note that it says that we you know, when we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. So living, just the essence of living and walking with the Lord, how critical that is, how imperative that is, how God is light. And God is not a light way over there where the sun is that we can't reach him, but God is the light in us, and that's the Holy Spirit. And until we embrace the Holy Spirit, people, until we truly embrace the Holy Spirit, we can never understand what this verse means. That's why I prayed about your eyes opening, because the truth is we're, we want to live out the light. You know, I'm going to tell you for years, and I do mean years, I had dreams that were in the dark. Like literally, I was dreaming and that was like at night. Or if I was in the house, the lights were turned out. And I did not realize that you know, I was thinking, why am I dreaming in the dark? And it was just so mystical to me. It was so, it didn't feel good. Like the dream would be telling me one thing and I would see it a different way because my eyes were not open to the light of what the Lord was trying to show me. And I didn't realize I had unforgiveness in me. I was not forgiving my husband. I mean, if the enemy wants to really make you unforgiving, he's going to put you in a situation where you're just going to have a really hard time forgiving someone. And it's not even a matter that you can't say the words, I forgive you, because that wasn't the case. In my heart, I truly was holding a grudge. So the Lord said, okay, I'm going to show you who you are in this dream. And for years, I couldn't get darkness out of my dream. Well, what was I doing here? I was walking, there, there was darkness in me, and I was walking around in the dark. When you are walking around in the dark, your eyes are closed. If you're pushing towards the Lord, he's going to show you you're in the darkness. I have people come talk to me about dreams quite often. And when they start telling me about darkness in the dream, my ears perk up like, what, 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 what? You saw darkness? And then, you know, this is coming from someone who experienced this for years, okay? Then, I mean, just to get get your uh, wheels flowing even more, then as I got closer to the Lord, guess what? The dreams didn't you know, it immediately turned to light. I started dreaming that daylight was coming. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was dreaming that, you know, with the time of morning when it gets, starts to get, uh, light, but it's not quite light, but it's still kind of dark. My dreams were like that for a while too. And it was like, oh my goodness, what's going on here? The Lord is saying, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Now you just really actually have to do it. The Lord is a God. God is a God of instantly. He's a God of suddenly, but sometimes we're gradually don't want to receive things. So my dreams were gradually showing me what I did not want to receive. So if you're having some issues in your life and you're not forgiving, like the world is now, remember we're not in, the, we're, We're not of the world. We're in it, but we're not of the world. But if you're doing like the rest of the world, you're walking around in darkness and you're not trying to see the love you can have in the situation. Now, faith and love go hand in hand. So, in order for you to even get to what God wants me to see when it comes to love, you gotta you gotta have some faith, alright? Because I can promise you, you're not gonna get to the love if you don't have that faith in knowing, okay, God is truly showing me this. Where is the Lord in this? Uh, there was an area of my life for a long time, I'm using myself as an example because I can't think of anyone else right now, and it, it, that will eventually come, but I like to use myself because sometimes even when I use other people, they could listen to this podcast and think I'm picky on them, which I, I never am, but I have to go as the Holy Spirit has given me. So there was a time I felt that I had a problem in my my career for the longest. I felt that God was nowhere in it. I, I, I didn't think he cared. I honestly did not think he cared. Don't you know that was the one he cared about the most? Okay, God delights in our prosperity. If you have a job, a problem with jobs and careers, and you're obviously having a problem with finances, I thought that God was nowhere in it. And there wasn't necessarily, let me just say this. There wasn't necessarily a problem big time with finances. There was a problem with consistency because I could not keep the job the way I wanted. Well, lo and behold, I had a calling of my life. Now, many a call for your chosen, but I didn't understand that. So I felt God, where are you? You're not in this, so I'm angry with you again, darkness. Okay, here comes the faith part. Now, I'm starting to believe there's something the Lord wants to show me because I'm seeing these signs and wonders. And I say to the Lord, what is it that you want me to see in this situation? That's where the faith comes in. Now, here's the love. Okay, if I said, okay, I'm having a problem with consistency and you may see this as another part of your life it could be with your um maybe with your job i don't know maybe with your spouse it could be with other areas of your life you know your your sons your daughters who knows areas your health but I'm getting you to look at the faith and then here comes the love part. Okay, Lord, the Lord is always pursuing us even when we think we're just pursuing him. He's been pursuing us a long time ago. He predestined us. So he already knew we were going to come to this point, okay? He's the one that calls us to get to this point. Remember that. Go back to Romans 8, all right? And then read Romans 9 because that confirms everything that I'm saying right now. He's the one that calls us to get to this point so that we can see him more clearly, all right? This is where the love comes in. Lord, how do I go back and love the ones who treated me wrongly in my work environment? And then I say, because this is really deep. Then I say, oh my God, the Lord wanted me to learn how to love them. The Lord wanted me to see I had the calling on my life. Therefore, it should be easier for me to love them because he caused that to happen. He allowed them whatever the devil thought was for my harm. Now, that sounds like a cliche, but the devil literally thought he was harming me because it was so hurtful. But the Lord turns that around. Okay, he turns that around for you to see him more clearly in every situation, not some, not part, but all. So then I say, Okay, Lord, how can I go back or in this situation and not just forgive, but love them also? Because your love conquers all. It conquers all. The enemy gets so confused, he don't know what to do. You know, I had, um, I was at this job once where this um, this lady, she was my CEO. She was just, you know, the lady was miserable. I mean, I, I think if you, if you Google misery, I 100% you see her face. <laughs> That's a joke. But the truth is, she was very miserable. And the Lord was using the situation to search my heart for love. And I remember um, at that time, the I literally was starting to get everything the Lord was showing me. And so I remember she was really mean to me one day and I start, I opened up my mouth and I started to say something that wasn't very nice. And the Lord convicted me instantly and it never came out my mouth. I've never had the Holy Spirit convict me that badly before, but he convicted me terribly because he said, no, that's not me. Whatever you're getting ready to say, that's not me, so don't do it. He kept saying, I'm going to handle it. So literally, after she said all she had to say, it was very hurtful. I remember I walked out of her office, and the Lord said, I want you to go hug her. I'm like, you want me to do what? (laughs) What? 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 I want to strangle her. No. Possibly. No. And I, I honestly, I'm just being honest with you. I wanted to strangle her. I, I really did. And it was it was just a natural, fleshly feeling. It had nothing to do with the Lord. It had nothing to do with the, the power of the Holy Spirit because I wasn't giving it to the Lord. Now, this is where the faith comes in. The Lord said, I want you to go hug her. And I said, Lord, because there's nothing else for me to do right now, because there's no other way to handle this, because I trust you, Lord, because I know you're sending me to bigger places in the spiritual realm in the natural and just period. When I say bigger, I'm talking about my faith being elevated. I'm not talking about just, you know, being persecuted. I was very persecuted by this person. So we're talking about promotion happening after that. I'm talking about literally in the spiritual realm and in the natural. So about two hours later, I mustered up a hug. I went to her and I hugged her in this meeting. And I may have said this on another podcast, but she got so confused. To see the enemy confused, I'm going to tell you the most entertaining thing in the world to see that when I, I'm not talking about just her eyes, but literally knowing in the spiritual realm that you have confused the devil is her eyes. She didn't know what to do. She knew she had acted a plum fool uh, earlier. And so literally when you do that, you put so much pressure on the powers of darkness that they start to flee the person. So what she was feeling was the power of the Holy Spirit in that hook, because I could not do it by myself. When when you're hearing from the Lord and he saying go do something he's not telling you to go do it by yourself he is with you he is giving you the ability to do it he's giving you the ability to conquer all so if you're having a problem with your health i told a lady yesterday if you don't want this illness to overcome you you say i am healed in the name of the lord jesus and you hug yourself and you say body comply okay so this is how you conquer the devil so she was conquered in that moment she said oh Oh my God. Oh, I'll be in touch. She didn't know what to say. She wasn't in touch. Later. She that The devil flees. She didn't know what to do. She got confused. So the devil, I mean, literally, it causes the person to freeze while the de- the demons in them flee because they don't know what to do. But in that moment, I learned something I could have never learned otherwise. The power of applying the love of Jesus in the situation. How did she know the love of Jesus? So she'd never seen anyone respond that way before. No one's ever responded that way, that way to her before. I can guarantee you that. But the only time someone is going to see the love of Jesus is when you show it. Okay. When you show it, it's about faith and love people, faith and love. And who learned something even bigger? You. I did. I learned how to push aside regardless of how people treat me and to love them anyway. Now, there's a such thing we call boundaries here, people, and you have to apply that. That's a whole different podcast. You have to apply that in situations. You don't keep putting yourself in a situation (laughs) to be, you know, hit and, you know, pounded upon. Like, even when, um, Apostle Paul, he was in, I forget what city he was in, but to avoid being, uh persecuted and potentially killed, he was lowered in a basket to prevent getting persecuted and killed by the king. And I know I've said this before, but there are times you have to leave. There are times you have to go. So I ended up leaving that job because the persecution was so bad. The Lord said, you can't stay there. Just trust me. So I'm saying this to you for a reason. When we talk about faith and love, I know sometimes in your carnal mind you start to think, Oh my God, I can't just love the person, let them walk all over me. The gospel doesn't say anything about letting somebody walk all over you. Okay? The Lord says trust him. He says have a relationship with him. And then he will guide you. But we're talking about walking in the Lord. So one of the things we're gonna declare right now, what it says in Romans eight, in all things God. Work together for the good of those that love the Lord, who will all call according to his purpose. I want you to go back and read the whole chapter. I'm not going to say the verse for a reason. If you have not read Romans 8 and don't know Romans 8, I'm asking you to go back and read it now. Because it talks about everything we're talking about right now. Walking in the Spirit. Walking in love. Now, in all things God. It's interesting because we always say, in all things work together for the good of those. We forget about the God part. That means we're walking in God. God. We're believing God. We cannot leave him out of there. I don't want you to start using that. Now you know something different. Don't use that for the sake of your situation and making it you feel good. It's not a feel good kind of verse, okay? It means in all things God. He means I want to be activated in you. The power of the Holy Spirit, activate the light, let your light shine so that love is all that displays from you. And I can promise you the devil wants nothing to do with you when you're like that, which is great because you don't want anything to do with the devil either, right? You just want to show your love for God's people. And in warfare, remember, we wrestle not against flesh, but against principalities and powers of darkness and wicked rulers in high places. So you got to get past the flesh part. Remember what I said in my I want to strangle her. You got to get past that. Now, after that situation occurred, people, I got to tell you, after that occurred, I was ready to rock and roll. I mean, I didn't realize that initially. And it wasn't like, okay, now I'm ready to rock. It was nothing like that the day after. It was like months after and a year after. It was like, now I was so easily available to um, forgive and let love come in. You know, And then I'll say, okay, I can love you, but I love you from a distance. I didn't feel as angry as I felt before when someone did something. Now, the, the Lord didn't allow the devil to use that situation anymore to get to me because he knew he couldn't, but he used other situations. It could be my family. It could be, it, once again, it could be my marriage. It could be my kids. It doesn't matter what it is. But sometimes it's the people I know, number one, I will never stop loving. And I applied that same love to people in the body of Christ. I will never stop loving. I had a friend angry with me one time uh, for for a reason I had no idea why he was angry. Once again, this friend had a lot of personal issues. And he just got disruptedly angry. And I said, you know, it's nothing you can ever do to make me stop loving you. And he was going on and on and on and on. But I had to stop the friendship, obviously, because it was so unhealthy. But I still love him. The, The fact that I still love him doesn't change. It doesn't change. And... But that's the power of the Holy Spirit that I allow to operate in my life. Let me just go uh, real quickly to 1 John. I'm still in 1 John. And we're going to go to the second chapter this time. And then verse 9. 1 John, second chapter, verse 9. Those who claim to be in the light but hate a fellow believer are still in the darkness. This is what I was saying before. We do not allow other people. Make us walk around in darkness because we wrestle again not against flesh but against principalities and powers of darkness. So let's not hate people and then walk around in darkness and claim you know being the being the first one at church on Sunday sitting on the first row talking about we love the Lord and we're still hating people. It happens all the time. So this is why we have to look at it this way. Once again, we have to apply our faith here and trust that the Lord is handling it. I'm going to keep going to the tenth verse too. Those who love their fellow believers live in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. And this is the part that that I love the most. I live with this. I I live with this verse because there is a verse that says, even when we stumble, even the righteous, when the righteous stumble, the Lord still upholds us. Okay. So I know right now that the enemy knows there's nothing he can do to make me stumble because I'm going to still love this person. Now, is it going to be like, okay, um... If someone is a thief, can I still love the thief? Of course, I can love the person, but I don't have to love the act of thievery and I don't have to put them somewhere in my house while I know they're going to steal something. We're talking about common sense in the natural and in the spiritual right now. This is the kind of stuff you got to realize. You don't want to stumble because you're hating so much. You don't want to stumble because you're so weak from hating people. You have no power in you because you're hating people if so, if I blew right now at you, you will fall and you come apart because you've got so much because you have too much hate and not enough love and not enough light in you. That's not what the believer is supposed a believer's life is supposed to be about, okay um, we really want to get this right um verse eleven, but those who hate a fellow believers in the darkness and walk around the darkness, they do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. Whenever I read this part, I always think, be careful who you get advice from, okay? I, I And once again, I'm going to use myself as an example. I had a friend in ministry, and I say, had a friend, another friendship I had to break off. And you're probably saying, gosh, you had to break off too many friendships. Well, are they really friends to begin with? I mean, really, fr- true friends don't go anywhere. You're not going anywhere. But um, I did have a person who considered me a friend, and um, I talked to this person But this person had such a problem with other people that everything that came out of his mouth was a problem with what someone else did. He had a victim mentality. And you know I never heard him use the words hate, which is good. But if he's talking about them and scorning them and saying things about them not nice, well, that's not love, right? I think we can both (laughs) conclude that. But here's the thing. It's not going to benefit me to talk to this person about anything in my life Or even continue to hear these kinds of things if they keep talking like this because they're walking around and they're blinded. How can the blind lead the blind? Now, you got to pay particular attention to this because your faith and your love and your anointing and and everything in your destiny is at risk here. All right. This is not something you can take lightly. So I had to end the friendship because this person was blind. And here I am claiming that I have light and they're walking around in darkness, but they're not receiving the light that I have to share. This is critical. This is when you know they don't receive the light, they're not able to show you the light because they're in darkness. And it's a kind of Mac situation. These are the ones you have to pray and intercede for that the uh, the blinders come off of their eyes. The, the 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 prince of this world, which is Satan, has blinded these people. Once again, even in ministry, it doesn't mean they can't be that way. They truly have a heart for God. But because they've gotten so caught up in their problems and the attacks and the distractions from the devil, they can't see past that. And that's what makes them blind. And none of us want to be that way. I don't want to be that way. So I claim to love and apply my faith well, I can love this person. I can even love everything about this person when it comes to who I know the Lord has created them to be. How do I know that? Because I choose to not see the bad part of this person. I choose to see the good in them. And that's exactly what I told this person. I choose to see everything that the Lord has shown me about you. I don't see all these ugly things, but because that's so unhealthy and because you know, there are things that are at risk. We can't continue this friendship. And I use this friendship as an example because these are the commonalities that all of us have to deal with. You have friends, you have family, you have relationships, you have friendships, you have marriages. How do you know when to make certain decisions? How do you know? Now, I'm not saying get out of your marriage. Please don't take it this way. I'm talking about when to recognize something healthy, when to recognize light versus dark. All right. Light versus dark. Look at the person's actions. Are they walking around in love? Are they walking around in disdain? Are they walking around as a victor or a victim? What are they doing? Look at your own life. Are you walking around in love or disdain? Are you playing a victor or are you, are you a victim? You are a victor. You are a victor. You are a victor. You don't have to play a victor. You are a victor. Everything in your life is about victory. With the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot go wrong. The problem is because we get in situations where we're naturally in the flesh, we feel bad when things happen and we don't feel we want to talk to the Lord about it because the Lord hadn't done anything to stop it from happening. But thus, these things happen because our faith and love are at work and the Lord is pushing us to be more like him. So be careful when you're listening to podcasts like this to know that your situation that you're listening to this podcast about and you're applying it to right now, what does the Lord want to show you in faith and love? faith and love? What does he want you to see in faith and love? How does he want you to apply your faith and love? Everything, everything, not some, but everything applies when it comes to faith and love. Okay, I'm going to go on to the next part in the next um, podcast. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. Um, Thank you for everything that you're doing to help make this podcast a success. And I will definitely see you in the next podcast. Love you. Jesus loves you. Don't ever forget that. Bye-bye.